1: Today, we're going to be recapping round two, game six of the Stanley Cup playoff series between the Blues and the Stars. I'm sure everybody out there knows how disappointed the Blues were in their last two games, how disappointing the fans were. Game five was much better than game four, but it still was not quite good enough. The Blues did get some pressure on Bishop in game five, but they just weren't into the game the way the Stars were. And the Blues really needed to make some changes. One of those changes in this game would be bringing in Sammy Blay. And I thought Sammy Blay had a very, very good game. He added a little bit of a spark. It was something new for the stars to see. He had a lot of energy. And sometimes as a coach, when you've got nothing to lose, you've got to make moves like that. The Blues came into this game knowing how well they had played on the road in their first series against the Jets and so far in this series. So I think they were very comfortable. From the drop of the puck, they looked like they had a purpose. And just a minute and three seconds in, Alex Petrangelo gets a goal that would set the tone for the rest of the game.
0: Vladimir Tarasenko with the puck. cross size Braden shot, turned aside. Shin with Schwartz and Tarasenko. They played together in the third period in Game 5. Petrangelo with time, shoots, scores! Just 63 seconds in! What a start for the St.
2: Louis Blues. Dominant off the rush, dominant off the cycle, engaging physically. Shen wanted to move to center. He is playing center. Joel Edmondson, a defenseman, engaged in the cycle. And Alex Petrangelo, who had six shots on goal in game five, his first shot on goal in game six, nothing but net. One-nothing St. Louis, AJ. Well, one thing the Blues wanted to do is take away Ben Bishop's eyes. They, he dominated them. They force him back into the crease. The
1: Blues did come out flying. They looked like they just were on fire. Dallas looked a little bit slow. That is why this goal was scored. The Blues were just pressuring. They got into the zone. Shin takes the shot. Bishop makes a save. It ends up on Petrangelo's stick. And the key was getting Bishop to stay back in his net. And because of the fact there was a Blues player trying to get position in front of the net with the Stars player, Bishop couldn't come out. He couldn't see the puck. And Alex Petrangelo puts it right past him. What a goal by the captain. That goal would be Petrangelo's second of the playoffs. Edmondson gets his third assist. Schwartz, who's just had an awesome playoffs, gets his third assist. As they said, a minute and three seconds in. The Blues are up one to nothing. The Blues really played well in this first period. I would say they dominated in the first period. The Stars started to pick it up a little bit. They would get a power play opportunity. And Tyler Sagan gets his fourth goal of the playoffs after being set up by Zuccarello. To make it one to one.
0: Wingberg surveys, still has the puck. Out for Bannon, then across to Zuccarello. In front, Sagan. Just behind Bennington, and Sagan scores. This is a lead play
2: from John Klingberg. Pull everybody over to you. Break down the penalty killer. Move the puck, Petranzo. He's got a scramble to get back. And then he can't truck on Tyler Sagan. So it's a great job by Klingberg. Drawing the coverage in. Ben moves the puck. Everybody in green moving to the net. Doesn't score on the first one, but gets it on the second chance. Great pass from
1: Zuccarello. Some very good passing by the Stars in the offensive zone. I really like Zuccarello. I think he was a great acquisition for the Stars at the trade deadline. It was a rental. He's probably going to be gone. I think he's making 4.4, 4500000 a year. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So he's going to get some good money. He's a really good player, and I'm sure the Stars are happy to have him. This puck barely got past Bennington. Bennington thought he had it between the legs. He tries to close him up, and it just trickles into the goal, and we're tied at one apiece. That goal by Sagan would be his fourth of the year. Zuccarello gets his seventh assist. Jamie Benn, the guy the Blues fans and Blues love to hate, gets his eighth assist, 11 minutes, 35 seconds in. But guys, don't worry. The Blues really outplayed Dallas in the first period. They outshot them 10-7, and I don't think there was too many mistakes. And everybody knows we've got Jordan Bennington there for when the Blues make a mistake defensively or when a team just makes a great play in the offensive end and he made some great saves in the second period.
0: Zuccarello, back across for Dickinson. Dickinson with a shot, saved by Bennington. Puck came loose. Quitberg has it now for Dallas after Bennington tried to cover up. Now he will after the attempt by Lindell. It's an extracurricular
1: activity. The Blues wouldn't get much pressure on the offensive side, just four shots to Dallas' nine, but they would score the only goal in the second period, 15 minutes, 24 seconds in. The Blues are up 2-1. to one.
2: That opportunity created by Vince Dunn blazing down the side. We were just saying the pace isn't there, but Vince Dunn showing a burst of speed.
0: Absolutely. Now Sundquist across, score, David Perron, set up by Oscar Sundquist. 2-1 St. Louis. Transition
2: to the puck, it gets in deep past Esa Lindell. And then Oscar Sundquist just throws it across the crease. And Klingberg doesn't have a stick on the ice, but it's all starting with Carl Gunnarsson. Up the ice, little deflection, and then Perron jumps into a dead spot in coverage. And puts it past the goaltender, Bishop. Perron was talking after the last game. He said, we have to be a little bit smarter with the way we manage our shifts. At the end of the shifts, we got to get it in deep.
1: A great play by the Blues to take advantage of a line change. Gunnarsson has it in the D zone. See some guys flying into the neutral zone. Shoots it in. It gets tipped. It goes over Lindell's head. He can't get to it. Oscar Sundquist beats him to the puck. Puts it right in front of the net. Perron does a beautiful tip in. And the Blues are up 2-1. to That would be Perron's third goal of the playoffs. Sunquist third assist. Barbashev, the barber of Seville, gets his second assist. And I would really like to see Barbashev become more of a factor like he was towards the end of the season. If he could do that, man, the Blues could really add something a little bit extra. Because when he's playing hard like he does, checking but also handling that puck well, it adds a lot to this Blues team. That goal was 15 minutes, 24 seconds in, like I said. Big goal for the Blues, and they go up. From that point on, thought it was just domination by the Blues. Great defensive play, and you guys know what I say. Good defense leads to goals. And in the third period, Jaden Schwartz, who's been the hottest Blue in the playoffs, gets his eighth goal to make it 3-1 Blues.
0: Knock to the boards by Lovejoy. Ben and Steen come in. Now Pareko with a shot, that knocks down Bishop. He lost the stick, he's down, and the Blues score! Alexander Steen with Bishop down, 3-1 St. Louis. There are very few players in the league that have a heavy
2: and hard shot like Colton Pareko. And Ben Bishop just found it out. You give him time, space, and Bishop reacts too late, and you see where it gets him, right up on the
0: collarbone. Now because Steen Gained possession immediately after Bishop was hit. That is why the whistle was not blown, because the Blues maintained possession. Whistle would have been blown once the Stars gained control of the puck.
1: Before I get into the goal itself, a lot of Dallas fans and a lot of fans around the NHL are questioning why this goal was allowed. It's very simple. Pareco takes the shot. It hits Bishop. Immediately after that, Steen gets the puck. There's not going to be a whistle blown due to the fact the Blues had possession. It ends up on Schwartz's stick, and I'm sorry Bishop got hurt, but the puck goes past him and it's a goal. Now, if that puck would have went to the Stars, it'd be a different story. The whistle would have most likely been blown. That's the key. The whistle was not blown. You can be mad at the refs. You can be mad at the Blues, but that's the way the rules are. Fans in Dallas are saying the Blues should have stopped playing. That's not the way it works. Do you think Dallas or any other team in the NHL, without a blown whistle, are going to just stop play when a player gets hurt? It's not going to happen. It was a hard shot from Pareco, a very hard puck to take, and I do feel bad for Bishop. I was a goalie. I've been hitting the head, I've been hitting the neck. It's not fun. I'm not happy to see a guy get injured. But the rules were followed as stated in the NHL. So Stars fans, get over it. Your team would have done the same thing. That goal by Schwartz would be his eighth of the playoffs. Steen gets his first assist. Pareko gets his sixth assist. Dobin would come in and play a little bit for Ben Bishop. The Blues got a very quick goal after the Schwartz goal. Eight minutes, 10 seconds in. They take a commanding lead at four to one. St. Louis
0: zone lined up and knocked to the ice by Blaine. Continuing along with it is Ben. Taken away by O'Reilly, and now a breakaway for Sammy Blay. Tees one up and scores! Kenny has advertised. Sammy Blay's thing
2: is shooting the puck and scoring. He slowed up. He uses Ryan O'Reilly as a decoy. So that gets Ben Bishop a little bit off the pole, and then he just blows it high blocker side. What a brilliant play by Sammy Blay! Phenomenal. Come in. So Bishop kind of said, do I take the pass or do I take the shot? And that's all the room that Sammy Blay needed. What a great defensive play by Ryan O'Reilly, high in his own defensive end.
1: There are people around the league that love Ryan O'Reilly for his two-way play. There are some people that just don't see him being a great two-way player. Used to be years ago, people would say Steen was one of the best two-way players in the league. And at one time, I'd have to agree with that. Up until about two, two and a half years ago, he definitely was one of the, if not the best two-way player in the league. Now the Blues have O'Reilly. He taps the puck away from Ben in the defensive zone. And they're off to the races. Gets it to Blay. Blay just smashes it past Bishop. And the Blues go up 4-1. to one. That goal by Blay would be his first of the playoffs. O'Reilly gets his seventh assist. Eight minutes, ten seconds in. The Blues win this one 4-1. And there will be a Game 7 at home, Tuesday night at 7. It should be very exciting. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Shots pretty even. The Blues had 25. The Stars had 23. Unlike Game 5, the Stars dominated the faceoff circle. 62% to 38%. Sadly, the Blues were 0 for 4 on the power play. The Stars were 1 for 3 to get their lone goal. A lot of hits in this game. A ton of hits, 69 of them. The Blues had 34 of those, and the Stars had 35. Not a lot of blocks. The Blues had 10, the Stars had 9. Stars had a ton of giveaways. They played very sloppy throughout this game. 22 giveaways for the Stars to the Blues' 10. Let's head into here from the excited locker room after this game. We'll hear from Coach Craig Berube. Then we're going to finish things up with Sammy Blay. Alex Petrangelo and Oscar Sundquist, Sonny D. And then I'll give my final thoughts on this game and we'll look forward to game seven.
3: Disagreement certainly amongst uh, fans and, and media as to whether or not the play should have been continued or not. How did you feel that play transpired?
1: Well, it's like
4: any player, you know, you're in the offensive zone and you're playing and a player gets hit by a puck. They don't blow the whistle when you have possession. So we had possession, you know, his mask, his mask was still on. So that's, that's the reason.
3: Greg, even though it was 1-1 after the first period, did you like your start and do you feel like your guys fed off of that start?
4: Did you? Yeah, I, d- I liked our first period all around. You know, I thought, um, you know, we got got to our game right away on the forward check and uh, we did a good job through the neutral zone of getting the puck in deep and getting on our forward check and, you know, banging, getting into it. Got all quick line changes and shifts were short and a lot of good stuff.
5: How was yeah. Uh, Jimmy.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Coach, there's been so much talk about desperation and who has the edge and who has more desperation. How does that fall for game seven?
4: Uh we're, for me it's even. We're going into game seven. Um uh, we gotta forget about this game it's over with and um you gotta prepare for, you know, a tough game, game seven. That's that's the bottom line.
3: Why uh why Sammy Blay tonight?
4: Um, size, ability with the puck. Um, Sammy, we, we like Sammy a lot. Um, he was playing really well before he was injured, um, and then you know playoffs started, and he was you know I think he was pretty much ready to go, but you know hadn't played. Um, but he's got size, he's physical, and he's got he's got good ability with the puck. Coach. Um- now, in, you're five and one on the road. Um, in those in those six games, you've outscored the opposition 11 to two in the third period. What is there any secret recipe to this? What are you doing to shut down teams, especially in the third period when they have the final change? Yeah, I don't know if the change has anything to do with it. It's just the you know the commitment that our players are making to playing good defense. Um, you know, reloading. Working without the puck, and you know it, it's it's hard to play there's no room, and when, we're, we're, when we do that you know we're tough to play against
3: Craig, what did you feel like? going back to Sammy for a minute, just being an elimination game and the magnitude of it? why did you feel like he could he could handle the situation
4: I think Sammy just has that attitude, you know like I've coached him for a couple of years now and, and been around the kid, and um, you know he's come a long way as a player. Um, and he just the, the big moments like this don't bother him you know he he can handle the pressure
6: i know you talked to the team separately from us but you told us today that you know we expect a game 7 why wouldn't we and they just said that that permeates down to them just how much do you think about what you say and how important is it to put that in their head before the game
4: uh, yeah I, I always talk like that and i think it's important but they believe that before I even talked to them. You know, they, they believe that. They know that if they play the right way and they do things properly and, and put the team first and play the team game, we're a good team, you know. And <clears throat> I just, you know, I liked, I liked a lot of our game five. There was a lot of good things. We just didn't score enough goals. Craig, I you know you're looking
3: for a little bit more from your uh, top six. I mean, even just a screen like that from Braden, I mean, what kind of a boost does that give first to give him going to the hard area, yeah. providing the screen and scoring early when you wanted it and you know you needed a good start in game sixer?
4: Well, playoff time, we all know that the goals are hard to come by. Like, you have to get to the dirty areas. you got to get to the net. got to get on the inside. You know, we've been preaching that for, you know, all playoffs. That's you gotta get there and they did a good job screening the goalie and um you know we've got to continue to do that. You gotta go to the net. Um you gotta get in front of the goalie's eyes and get some dirty goals.
5: Craig, how how big was that goal by Perron and when the season started, did you did you know that Sunquist was a, a good of a passer as he's turned
4: out to be? <laughs> well I didn't know I didn't know Sonny was um that good of a passer, but I knew he was a good hockey player. Um, Sonny came into camp this year on a mission. You know, he was skating way better. And right from the get-go, you know, we knew that he was a very smart player the year before. Um, was always on the right side of things, you know, defensively and things like that. But, you know, his puck play is a surprise. But, you know, his he improved his skating. And he came into camp on a mission, and it's showing now. You know, he's been a real good player for us all year.
6: Their forecheck on their PK gave you guys so many fits early in the series. Obviously, you made an adjustment today. Um, just do you feel like you've solved that problem a little bit? I know they can make adjustments again, but do you feel like you're better in that area today?
4: We're, yeah, I think we were. We, we did some good things on the breakout and getting the zone. Um, you know, it's it's tough when any team that pressures up the ice. You know, you need the guys to come back and help out, and uh, I thought we did that tonight. You can't be, you can't stand still, and and the, you gotta you gotta have people come back and with movement and and move the puck quick and trap the F1, and we did a better job of that tonight. So we're gonna have to look at it again and probably you know make a little a few adjustments on it, and, but the biggest thing is just trapping that F1, and you gotta have people come back.
1: Yeah. I'll yeah. Thank you. coach <clears throat> the stars <clears throat> have had success in this series at enterprise center not just once <coughs> how much do you remind your guys that just because game seven's in our barn it's no gimme
4: no nothing's a gimme uh you know it doesn't matter if they had success or not there already um Game sevens or game sevens, you know. You have to put it all on the line and be ready to go, and we will be.
3: I was, was a little bit nervous at the beginning of the game, but uh, it's it's nice to get the win and go back on for game seven. Take us through the play. You know, Bishop goes down on the goal earlier, and now all of a sudden you get the puck on your stick. What are you thinking? Uh, it was kind of a, a end of a shift, and O'Reilly gave me the puck and told me to go, so I was I was tired, and I, I saw an opening on the blocker side, and I just just took a shot and went in so it was uh it was a great moment were you thinking at all about the injury like you, you just oh, got hurt i'm gonna pull up and shoot here, or is that well no i just i just saw an opening and i i, be- I believe in my shot and I just shoot it and went in so so Amy, do you, you think you
5: surprised him by not coming in closer
3: yeah maybe, maybe but I, I i like i said i saw i saw an opening and he just got a shot on the shoulder and i just i just went went upstairs and it worked so it was good. Does a night like this make it all
5: worthwhile? How many times you've been, you were up and down from San Antonio?
6: All yeah, year? I mean,
3: it's been, it's been a crazy season, but like, like I said, um, it's the NHL and every time I'm, I'm up here, I just, just want to prove I'm, i be, I belong here and it's, uh, it's nice to, to get the win tonight. Isn't it pretty amazing? Chief pushes a lot of buttons. He's made some changes. It seemed like all of his changes work out. Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone stays ready and when you get the call, you, you gotta be, you gotta perform, and I think uh, every guys in here w- wanted to, to win that game really bad and go back home in front of our fans. And like I said, uh, we gotta forget about this one and get ready for
7: Game Seven. Your head coach said before the game every single guy in this room believed that this is going back to oh yeah. Game Seven. Yeah. Um, did that waver at all at any point in that game?
6: No, no, we played well. Start of the game, even second period, they had some momentum there, but we just kept on playing. And I've said it all series, I've said it all season that this is a. Group that's gonna stick to that game plan. I mean it might take us till the third period. I mean um we're just gonna keep on playing the way we need to play.
4: Alex, can you put your finger on I mean, five and one on the road. In third periods in six road games, even score the opposition eleven to two, shut them down. Yeah. I mean what's the recipe for that?
6: Um I think we're wearing teams down throughout games. I think the way we play it's hard to defend. I know um Playing against guys that play the way we play as a team, it's tough. It wears you down throughout a game as a defenseman. It's uh, it's not fun to play games. And when our forwards are playing the way they are, I mean, we spend a lot of time in the offensive zone. It's, uh, it's tough as that game goes on. I think we're just able to uh, play all four lines and get chances off of that.
7: The break that uh, you have, how do you approach the preparation? Same thing, no,
6: same thing. But a lot of hockey, get as much rest as we can
1: pushed some right
2: buttons, and he went with uh, number nine, Sammy Blay, just to see him play and perform like that.
6: Came, we uh, we needed him to bring some some energy, he did just that. I mean, um, he's played well when he's played all year, and it's not easy to come in at this time of the year at the level of hockey and play the way he did today. So he got rewarded with that goal, but uh, it was an impressive game for him. It's not easy to do
2: about but can you describe your confidence because even after game six you guys or after game five it was almost like you guys knew that you know you could come in here and do what you did tonight
6: yeah we we believe in the process i know you know it sounds cliche and i know everybody says it but we believe in in the way we play we, we believe that if we play the right way we'll wear teams down throughout a game so we did that tonight we just talked about how many goals we're getting in the third period that's because we're investing early on in uh and what we need to do to kind of back them off and, and make them defend
1: it's been uncanny to watch, but throughout the playoffs, almost every time your coach makes a change coming into the game, it pays off, just like it did with Sammy playing today. How do you explain that? That's,
6: that's you can sad. ask him. Maybe he's got some secret recipe he's got going on in there, but you know, good coaches find a way to find the right mix, right? They find uh, find what they need to get guys going, and uh, Sammy
7: was uh, was you great know, again tonight. Yeah.
2: You guys came in here in a must-win situation, and it looks like from the very beginning you didn't have any
6: doubt you were going to come away with this one. Uh, just kind of walk us through this game
7: uh, we came back to to playing playing our our type of game uh playing fast getting getting puck deep and, uh, and go to work uh work there uh i think uh, we played a really good road game today uh we've been doing that the whole playoffs and and uh we need to need to find the same game uh at home for game seven
2: you've played
0: with
7: him quite a bit in your career but how happy are you for sammy boy here tonight? oh it's uh, it's awesome uh he uh Come in today first first playoff game and uh playing his style uh moving his feet and, and uh being being physical and, and uh on top of that scoring a goal uh he he, he played awesome today so, uh, so you take us through the perron goal just what you saw and uh
0: transpired.
7: i saw i saw the puck going in and and, uh, and the demon trying trying to grab it but he kind of kind of hit, hits the top of his hand and lands lands behind him so uh I go grab it and I, I look up and look at Bishop and, and then I see see Perron on the on the weak side. Uh, I'm glad that he had a heavy stick there and, and uh, out competed the demon and uh, got it into net. It was it's nice to see.
5: Was he uh, was he an early change? Is that why he was on the ice? So?
7: I think I was the the early change shop okay. and uh, I think he, he stayed on and uh, and find a find a space there on the on the backside back door. Chief
5: said before the game to reporters, he said, why wouldn't we think we're going back to St. Louis for Game 7? Did that feeling permeate the locker room?
7: Yeah, I mean, we're a confidence group. and uh, We know we're good on the road, and we, we knew that we had to, had to play, play our best game in the series and play, play our, our type of game. And uh, we did that tonight, and uh, we, we accomplished to, to get, get it to a Game 7.
1: The Blues knew they needed to win, And they came out and played very well. This may have been the best played game of the series. Timely goal scoring, taking advantage of Dallas' mistakes, not allowing Dallas to really put a ton of pressure on Bennington. And when they did pressure Bennington, Bennington came up big. This game was an example of the Blues team that we all saw in the second half of the season. Game 7 is going to be exciting. If you've got a ticket to it, don't sell it. I really hope that there are not Blues fans selling their tickets to Stars fans. That upsets me a lot. You know, if you want to sell your tickets in the regular season, go ahead and do it. But my goodness, it's going to be a game seven. Could be the last game of the season. Could be one of the most exciting games of the season that propels the Blues into the Western Conference semifinals to face the Avalanche or San Jose. So please, guys. Keep your tickets, go to the game, because I'm thinking both of these teams are going to show up. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, don't sell your tickets to Game 7, and let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance Descott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about lineup media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues.
0: This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.